This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. You ready? Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. All right. This week, to start off spooky October, we're going to be talking about Evil Dead 2. Alex, take it away. We're working our way backwards here. Yeah. All right. Evil Dead 2. I I keep going back and forth between... This one and Army of Darkness is being my favorites. I can't decide. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. I don't know. Evil Dead 2 is as, strong. As a, as a horror movie, it's obviously Evil Dead 2. I mean, Army of Darkness is more action, is more adventure than than horror. So, as a horror movie, it's you you can cheat and say that uh, this is this is better. Not have to think about it. You fucking horror. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's true, but I think it's got too much humor in it to be straight. Like, if that was a category, then Evil Dead One would be my favorite. If it's just straight up horror. Well, I mean, horror can have humor in it. It doesn't mean that it's not too much. This, well, is, a, this is a really good balance in between. Uh, it's it. It's more. It is a true like, middle movie in between both of the other bookends. There's like I'll give you that slapstick and goofy. Yeah, it's definitely the middle movie for sure. Uh, I mean, there's some slapstick and some goofy camera work, and but I I definitely wouldn't qualify it as a comedy in any way. I would. Anyways, there's some moments. What are the little dudes? No, there's no no. I'm ta- talking about that's uh, Army of Darkness. I'm talking about uh, Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Oh, that's Evil. That's, I thought that was this one. Okay. <laughs> Another little guy's time to the floor? That's Army of Darkness. Oh, man, I thought that was in the cabin. All right, my bad. Well, it was in the cabin, just not the same. <laughs> okay, yeah. maybe that's why I got it confused. It's okay. in the windmill, not a cabin. Oh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Vino. Nice. Anywho, is this <laughs> movie trilogy, I guess, that the sequels always remake the previous movie in the beginning? <laughs> that's right. Well... To to be fair, the first uh, Evil Dead was just basically a college film, and then they remade Evil Dead and Evil Ed- Evil Dead Two. They basically did all the things they wanted in the first movie with a real budget. Well, I don't know about a real budget, but with a budget for the second movie. Well, the budget so, for Evil Dead Two is three point six million. Right, which was probably three point five million more than they had for the first movie. Well, that's true. <laughs> So I, I'm just saying they did all the things that they really wanted to do in the second movie they couldn't do in the first movie. So it, while it is a sequel, it's less of a progression in the story. Yeah, it's more yeah, of a remake. True. Yeah, and, right. and in a way, it's 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 very interesting because like it's just basically more of a do-over than in a reboot or a remake with you know the stuff we get nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like it would be hilarious like if they took something like Spider-Man. And said, you know what? We didn't like this one, and just didn't just pooped out another one a year later. <laughs> like the same premise, same story, just, just start over. As opposed to waiting a couple of years and then go, oh, we'll try something. 
We'll try another origin story for Peter Parker. Yes. How many of those are we going to get? Jeebus. At least right. one more. Yep. But it, it's kind of like um, George Lucas's THX, right? He made one in college. 1138? <laughs> he made it in college, and then when he graduated with that, I forgot the name of that production company that Coppola started. Then he made THX a feature show. Yeah, there. So something. So yeah. Oh, so. I had no idea he made THX in college too. But not the one that you know. Yeah, there's right. one that he made. Not the one with Robert Duvall. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you imagine your college project? You have like Robert Duvall in it. <laughs> what? But, yeah. Yeah. Cool. This movie's awesome. Yeah, it starts off as it's only instead of just a group of college kids going to the cabin, having a good time, getting drunk, it's just Ash and his girlfriend Linda. The first of the Lindas, right? Uh, no, because in the first movie there was a Linda too. Right. I'm saying the, the sorry, first actress to play Linda. Right. Did, wasn't there three of them by the end, or was it the same actress in the first movie? Oh, no. No, yeah, this is the second of the Lindas. Yeah, and the third was Bridget Fonda. Yes. <laughs> For like five seconds. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the first movie ended where you just... Because you just see, like, the Deadite spirit or whatever from first-person camera view. And that's the thing that chases Ash around and everything. And it, at the end, it zooms in straight on Ash's face, meaning that it finally got him at the end. And after, like, the whole, like, first, like... uh part of the movie where Linda gets spoiler alert, killed and everything and then Ash gets taken over again by um, the Deadite Spirits and then it's like, okay, now this is this part is the sequel and not the remake. And uh, he gets saved by, you know, Don got taken over close to Dawn so the son saved Ash's ass. Yep. That's what happened. It's pretty much the whole story. <laughs> so, so they go to the cabin but I mean, what what is the catalyst for the evil at this point? It is the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. L- I think they find uh, it's Librem Ex Mortis. No Necronomicon. Right, it was called it- the Necronomicon, but it was the Librem Ex Mortis. I thought because that's Latin, Alex. You should know. Yeah. And it's actually incorrect because Ex would be of, which would mean from. This this Not would be of book- the dead. Yeah. This- so it didn't actually belong to the dead. It just came from it. Which is less evil. No, X is right then, isn't it? Isn't that mean out of? I'm I'm joking. Oh, okay. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it matters. No, but you're right in what you were saying, but I think this is right in X is out of as opposed to... Yeah, so, so, so this is the... This would be the ablative as opposed to the genitive. You are correct, Scott. <laughs> this is going to be the longest cricket sound effect ever. Oh, uh, Miss Shook would be proud. Uh-huh. She sure what, would. What? Why is there a cricket sound effect? That wasn't God. even a joke. That was that was truth. Jesus, that was dropping knowledge on people. Anyways, <laughs> we could talk about the data if you want to, Alex. They find fuck a... the data. I still don't want to get to understand the data. That was the hardest one. They find a voice recording of a professor that was studying the ne- Necronomicon, and uh, they play it, and they're like, "Hey, what's this?" And the and he starts, you know, that's when he was reading out of the, the professor was reading out of the book and the stuff started, you know, happening and it released all the dead-eyed spirits from the book because he's an idiot. 
And I thought it was pretty cool that they fleshed out some story with the professor's recordings. Like, oh, what the hell is going on? Well, let's play the recording and see what happened. I like and... the, this book of Ultimate Evil, <laughs> as virtu- uh, uh, by virtue of having no budget, is filmed in the middle of the woods, like <laughs> mm-hmm. in uh, outside of Michigan or outside of Detroit or wherever it was. Well, the professor needed someplace quiet to study. Yes. Did they say where he got the book? Uh, when he was, I think he went on some archaeological expedition or some BS okay. like that. He brought it okay. from overseas. Now that's that's always a solid, uh, and this is for Brian. That's always a solid trope. Mm-hmm. The the whole Lovecraftian, they people find stuff they shouldn't have found, and then bad stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say borders. Anywho. I don't. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Bookstore. Oh, that's the really longest cricket sound ever. Yeah. <laughs> Borders is gone. Yeah, that's why it took me a while. If you'd, said, is... if you'd said Barnes and Noble, yeah. I would have gotten it. Well, that's what I was going for the joke. I was actually I chose that on purpose. No, no, I, I see. I, I respect. I respect it. You chose poorly. Yeah, Borders. <laughs> there were two. There were two bookstores, and one of them's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your gimbals. Uh, fun fact about uh, the professor recordings: I actually uh, printed out the text and the script for the professor in his recordings, and I acted them out in a long monologue in my theater class in college. Did you get an A plus? I got an uh, A, a solid oh. A, not minus, not plus. <laughs> you got the worst grade imaginable: A minus. <laughs> no. Well, if I was Asian, I'd have to put a pencil through my eye. Anywho. <laughs> More crickets. <laughs> you will that too, everybody. Alex at gmail.com. Uh, but, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> yeah, so, so the professor, read it out loud, it's cool. Oh, yeah. Marianne. Uh, that releases everything. They kill Linda, and then... <laughs> When, uh... Stupid. <laughs> it's daytime, Ash is trying to recover and everything. And, uh... I think there's that one scene where he tries to go insane and... Uh, I mean, where everything's going insane and... The, uh... All the stuffed animals and heads are laughing hysterically. And he, he has that great scene where he starts laughing his ass off. Because he thinks he's going completely mad. And there's... Speaking of great puppetry... Like, all these animals and stuff look amazing. Well, basically, they, it's cool. They, it's really cool. They turn basically the whole cabin into a, like... Yeah, pretty, basically, everything in the in the cabin's a puppet, from the chairs to the... the was like a cuckoo clock, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, the animals mounted on the and wall. The deer and the owls. Yeah. And then there's this little lamp that Ash is looking at it. And then he squats and stands up. Squats and stands up, just like the lamp. <laughs> and then he just starts laughing hysterically. That's... Like one of the first few hilarious moments in the movie. You get the the signature Sam Raimi close ups and mm-hmm. Dutch angles. It's pretty awesome. And then you hear and then Ash hears a knock on the door and everything goes silent <laughs> and immediately he fires two shots out of his uh shotgun at the door and then he gets tackled. And it turns I... out that there's uh a Cletus type of guy, his uh, girlfriend, who's smoking hot, of course, and 
the daughter of the professor, she came looking for him and her boyfriend. Did they ever explain how he got mixed up with the yokels? I think they were guides, or the, their car broke down just like Ash's car did, mm-hmm. and they called the tow truck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I caught my finger on the screen door again. <laughs> <laughs> Time to put these back for a woman of less discriminating taste. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the um, the boyfriend that gets taken over first. Not the yokel, but the other dude. He's like some blonde pretty boy type of, type of guy. And I think that's the scene where, and this is one of the ones that are, that's, the scenes that are reoccurring, where that's the dude that, whose eyeball gets knocked out as a deadite, and then, uh, <laughs> the smoking hot yokel girl, she's, <laughs> just flies right into her mouth and swallows it. It's freaking gross. And that happens, I think, in all three movies, right? Uh, so... I know that happens as seeing very it, it, similar to that it happens in Spider-Man. Thank you, Sam Raimi. Or Spider-Man 2. With Doc Ock. What happens? In Doc Ock, when he's shooting one of his tentacles, they did the same technique that they did for the eyeball, where the camera was pretty much attached to the tentacle, and they just spun it around to make it look like it was going super fast. Ah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So kind of kooky camera work. But that's where all the gross stuff starts happening. And after that, there's a bunch of zombie deadites and tree rape and all sorts of gross stuff. There's some tree rape, yeah. Let us. <laughs> that happens in two movies. Ugh. That yeah, that's that weird. that that makes me. I mean, and rightfully so. Like, I'm fine with the, the limbs being cut off and people being dismembered, but that. Ugh. I know. It's splinters in your vagina. You don't want that. It's true. <laughs> Better than the mind's eye. I just winked at the microphone as I said that. <laughs> Jeez. This will be the episode of the most crickets. <laughs> oh, that was gold. <laughs> hey, real quick. Yeah. Evil Dead, or Evil Dead 2, is I think it's Evil Dead, the poster with the hand coming out of the ground grabbing the girl's face. No, that's Evil Dead. Okay. Evil Dead 2 is uh, the skull with natural eyeballs in it. Okay. Uh, just that other one is the scariest movie cover I saw as a kid. Ugh. The, since we're off topic a little bit here, the uh, the special edition cases for these are awesome. Oh yeah, they're just Necronomicons. Yeah. <laughs> Super, like, yeah, they're like the, the big I guess it's like foam. Yep. I don't know, but yeah, it's got the the creepy face and everything on there. And... I found out because Luca found the book and took a bite out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy enjoy having a son that's a deadite. <laughs> he does vomit everywhere and spins his head around. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like that they call them deadites. That's kind of fun. You know, it kind of sets the tone, really, for everything. Yeah. You know, as opposed to the undead, or the walking dead, or the evil. They're just deadites. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Although, I'm looking at the poster for Evil Dead 2 now, and it really doesn't uh, doesn't really show what's going on in the movie. It's, no. It, it never it, actually happens. It might, it might be Bruce Campbell 
Bruce Campbell's eyes, like, in a skull. And yeah, that doesn't, there's nothing like that in the movie. It could be anybody's eyeballs. Yeah. Kiss your nerves goodbye. Whoa. According to the poster. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed too. If you search for Evil Dead on Google, it shows more of the new movie than it does these movies. I still haven't seen the new one. I heard it was effed up. I haven't seen it either, but come on. I heard there was tree rape though. But it was good. <laughs> I mean the movie, not the tree rape. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyways, in this movie, when the uh, boyfriend gets taken over, he floats up in the air and he starts spouting off some stuff, and then he falls on the ground. And this is what happens that lets <laughs> Ash know in Army of Darkness that it's a trick. Ah. Because the boyfriend falls to the ground, he's like, ugh, it's like, oh, is he dead? And he goes to check on him. <laughs> and then, you know, you, it's pretty much the same shots. He's leaning dead, and you see Ash in the background, his hand coming over to the foreground, and he just opens his eyes, and as soon as he touches him, he starts wrecking everybody. So that's how he knows in Army of Darkness. Yeah. To get an axe. Get an axe. They, they, they never really explain what goes on with the Deadite transformation. Because it seems like some people just get turned without actually dying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I always thought that was kind of weird. Ash is the only one that pretty much just turns without dying. Well, well no, like in, uh, so th- referencing Army of Darkness here. Mm-hmm. At the end, there's the woman, and the, the old lady in the store. The There's the old hag, that yet yeah, they fight mm-hmm. in the castle. There's like normal people, and then all of a sudden they turn into dead eyes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're tricky, those dead-eyed spirits. Yeah. But that was always one of my favorite scenes. It's just because I saw pretty much... Well, I didn't see the movies backwards. I saw Army of Darkness first, and then I went to see Evil Dead 1 and 2. So when I saw Evil Dead 2, I was like, oh, there's a lot of aha moments. <clears throat> yeah, I'll just go back to that scary... Um, movie cover. Like I remember going by, and that just terrified me. But I was fascinated by it, but scared of it at the same time. And then years later, I never saw it. And years later, I saw Army of Darkness. Oh, this is cool. Oh, this is part of Evil Dead. I'll go back and watch that. And then I saw that's what it was. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> what kooky adventures is Ash going to get into this time? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah. Then in the recordings, one of my other favorite scenes is that they find out that. Um, his wife, the professor's wife, was with him, and she turned into a deadite first, and the professor had to kill her and then bury her in the basement. And that's when the basement door flies open, and she pops out, and they have a fight, and they have to cram her down into the basement, and they uh, lock it up. Yeah, it's it's like super creepy because the the door to the basement it's more like like a storm cellar mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's just in the floor <laughs> yeah. there's not like a door and there's some stairs it's just this opening in the floor that's got like a lock on it mm-hmm. yeah. and then later on they happen to need some of the pages from the Necronomicon but they're lost that's because they're down in the basement and <laughs> Ash has to go down there and he knows that bitch is down there oh that's one of the <laughs> scariest seeds it was so well done too. 
And by this point, Ash already lopped off his hand, and it goes bad. He starts causing, <laughs> starts causing mayhem. And of course, uh, the great joke where he puts farewell to arms on the, on the top of all the books <laughs> that he puts on the bucket that's covering the hand. Yeah. Gold. Uh, just to back up real quick here, uh, the the wife, um, the possessed version of her, is played by none other than Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi, brother, Joxer, Joxer <laughs> of Joxer fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sam Raimi good luck charm that's in everything he's ever <laughs> yep. done, and in fact plays like four different parts in Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. You'll have my steel. Yep. <laughs> then at the end, the board guy is telling the story too. Uh-huh. And there's like yeah. he's like some other character too. I forget. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> he did have a big role as Joxer though. Mm-hmm. So Ash already has the chainsaw. He's loaded up. He's already got it rigged up so he can start it from that hook on his shirt and everything, which I thought was one of the cleverest things ever. And he has his, the shotgun in one hand, and he goes down to the basement. And Raimi sets up the mood like perfectly. It's Steamy stuff is clanking, clattering around in there. It's everything is moist and it feels gross. And he just slowly creeps through, jumping at everything. He finally gets the pages, and of course, at the end of the basement. And then he starts walking slowly back. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, you're on pins and needles the whole time. And then finally, uh, the Deadite Witch is like right under the stairs, right where he started, and he grabs his feet and he goes, whoa, tumbling down the stairs <laughs> in a pretty hilarious manner. I always crack up. Campbell Pratt Falls are awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what set, set, made this a cult, uh, cult classic along with Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Just like that, that slapstick sensibility to everything. Everybody's playing it straight, but. <laughs> Ash gets the gets the shit kicked out of him yeah. like the entire movie. He sure does. And then he makes it upstairs. This is towards the end of the movie, and uh, this is where some of the awesome puppeteering and stuff comes. Out. Oh, before that, the he's fighting <laughs> he's fighting the deadite wife, and he beats her down, and she has this awesome Hulk Hogan moment where she's <laughs> she's on the ground, but she's like, ugh, she has this seizure of strength, just like Hogan as he's rising up with a little bit more juice, but then Ash just beats her back down. Ah, gold. And then and she then, says something racist. What? She does? No, it's, that no. was a joke. Oh, <laughs> <That was>, uh, <laughs> Hogan joke. Yeah. Was, I was like, man, the Deadites are evil. Just say. <laughs> and uh, right after that, there's this great, awesome... They use a lot of tricks. Claymation, transformation type of thing, where her head pops off and she's this giant type of bird monster thing. And then after the claymation is done, then she's like this awesome, big, gross-looking puppet that Ash has to fight. <laughs> oh, he's, Ash is like ducking and weaving from... The, the puppet's top head point of view, it's an awesome shot. <laughs> and he's jabbing her in the face. <laughs> yeah, the first person, yeah. Yeah, and it's this whole, you know it's a puppet and it's kind of very slapsticky that he's fighting this big rubber monster. But it's still scary as hell. Butts? Yeah, uh, like you're saying, lots of interesting 
you know, monster craft here, the creature, whatever they, they call it, the stuff that you'd find in that magazine, Phantasma. No, just Fangoria. Fangoria, sorry. That was the, that was a video game, sorry. Fangoria. Phantasmagoria. But the whole thing is they needed those pages in order to make that giant dead-eyed spirit that's only in first-person view to make it flesh, and then Ash could kill it. So when uh, that finally happens, this thing is monstrous. It's just like a giant meatball with heads popping out of it. and It's, it's a big face, pretty much. They did such a good job, and the heads actually pop out when they wanted to talk. And Ash just buries his, his chainsaw right into the middle of it, gushing blood everywhere. But it was the plan was two parts. Make the Deadite spirit flesh, and then they had to summon a portal, like a black hole, to suck it uh, into the nether realm or wherever, wherever it came from. Right. So, right as she, right as the girl is saying the last incantation, she gets uh, stabbed in the back by this bone, bone knife. And uh, it's actually Ash's hand that did it. And uh, she just whispers the last word, and then everybody gets sucked into the portal. And this is the segue into Army of Darkness. <laughs> then a bunch of dudes ride up on, like, cardboard... <laughs> yeah, very cheap armor. You could tell when, yeah, like cardboard armor, and then you could tell like whatever wherever they were, they they had to lay down a bunch of sand on top of everything. You could, you'd see like them stepping on uh, like plywood and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. That's where he is. This is actually where the debut of that awesome shot of Ash and the car just falling. Forever and it's completely silent, right until it hit the ground. I always love that shot. Yeah, that's a cool one. Ancient Damascus. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a chicken eggy thing when, because the Deadites are in the past, but they're only there because in the future they got sent to the past. Really? I thought they were always kind of around. I got the feeling that the Deadite thing got sucked in first. So they got sucked in further well, in the past, and then Ash gets I, sucked in. No, I, I guess that's possible. But when he gets there, they they seem like there's already a bunch of lore about these things. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. There's that picture. There's actually a picture of the Necronomicon of Ash with his chainsaw hand. <laughs> He's like, really? oh yeah, thousands of years ago, there was a hero that killed the, killed the Deadites. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of him. He's like, ooh. It was like I just walked over someone who walked over my grave. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me. I love this movie. Everybody should go watch it. This should be number... Well, this trilogy should really be kick off any good Halloween marathon movie. Movie marathon. So, so Alex, as a as a father, uh-huh. how, I, I ask this question of you from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what age is appropriate to, to show the boys? Evil Dead 2? Ah, I might have to wait until they're like 11 or 12. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Second question. Uh-huh. Are you going to show it to them on the sly? <laughs> like, 
like, oh, here's a, uh, a Bubble Guppies episode. Here you go. Well, Evil Dead. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant, I meant, I meant when the, the misses. Oh, that's lie. <laughs> well, of course. Everything's a lot more fun when you have to say the phrase, don't tell mob, right after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Yep. It sure is. So, we've already established, uh, this is your favorite of the three of the trilogy. I flip-flop a lot on this uh, issue, but yes. For, for me, it's Army of Darkness. It's, uh, seminal, <laughs> seminal film watching for me, uh, in my, in our college years. I know you and I, Alice, like, would watch it, like, mm-hmm. once a week. Yes, <laughs> yes we would. <laughs> I think on VHS, then one of us got the DVD. I think I, got, I think I was the only got a DVD, and then yeah, gold. Mm-hmm. I have it on Blu-rays now. Yep. Ironically, this, Evil Dead Two is the only one that I don't have on Blu-rays. I have the Necronomicon for Evil Dead, and then I have the Blu-ray for Army of Darkness. I still need Evil Dead Two. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be some compilation pretty soon if they uh, get the TV show rolling here. Mm-hmm. I haven't read any reviews or seen any episodes. Is it, is it out yet? I thought so. Uh, I thought I saw a review online that I just read in passing, or the title of it in passing. Let me see. I don't think it's been released yet. Oh, okay. At least on IMDb, they're not allowed to... Not, Letting people review or vote on it, so. Okay. Good enough for me. I'll watch it. I'll be watching it. If I can. I don't, well, I don't know who has stars. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> maybe it'll be on Hulu or something? Not Hulu, uh. Yeah, I'll find a way to watch it. Yeah. So talk about the, um, special effects and the, like, the claymation and stuff. I know the first one was heavy in it. Was this one too, right? I get this first the two mixed up, but um, yeah, yes, there was a lot of cl- there was some claymation for the uh, transformation stuff, and when there's a cool shot of Ash like aging a little bit, where he gets those white streaks in his hair, that's a little bit of claymation with the background elements that also get old, right as Ash is getting old too. Okay, but that's it. So all the claymation stuff I'm remembering, that's all from the first one. Um, in the first one, yeah, there was that headless Linda dancing, and what else? There was probably some clay animation when Ash is tr- Ash Ash claymation. Yeah, claymation. Sorry, when when Ash is transforming in the beginning, and then goes back. Yeah, I, I remember there being like lots. I thought a lot of it was. Oh, speaking of Ash transforming back, that was awesome because it was uh, like a mannequin type of thing when they did a close up of his eye. And it was all white, but then as as the Deadites were leaving his body, you could see just clouds of uh, fog just lift, just going away from his eyes. And I thought that that always looked cool. Fun. Uh, what else would be specifically clay, or just stop motion? I guess I don't. Know, maybe I'm 
being too specific with. Um, well, Armor, Armor Douglas had a lot of that with the yeah, definitely with the army, the undead army. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some like hilarious, hilarious ones where they had just still skeletons and they just dubbed them saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like like when the skeletons are about to get chopped up, yeah. so, you know, they say something and then the bones go flying everywhere. But they weren't moving at all. Yeah. Up to that point. <laughs> get a mace right to the face. Yeah. Mace face. Awesome. And they always filled those skeletons with powder and everything so they created like a great explosion. Now I'm psyched. I, I want to go see the the remake. I heard it was pretty effed up. I want to know why why Bruce Campbell never became a bigger star. I say it's because he didn't want to. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I... It is a good question. Then he gets just typecast? I don't know. He is awesome. I mean, I, those movies, and then, like, we mentioned before, like, Briscoe County, and he was awesome in that stuff. Yeah, I should get Briscoe County again and give that a second watch, see if it holds up. <laughs> Probably won't, but I'll still have, I'll still enjoy watching it. Yes, the world just wasn't ready for that chin. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, Alright, is that it? Uh, yeah, Evil Dead 2, go watch it this Halloween. Alright, I agree. Alright, it's time for Neom News! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was ya. Um, I don't have much news, but I do have a couple reviews. Um, I finally started watching, uh, Land of the Dead. Not Land of the Dead, Jesus. Um, Fear the Walking Dead? <laughs> One of the words, right? Uh, um, I kind of, I re- I've been recording them and recording them and not watching them, and I finally just, like, watched four in a row, and I, I kind of like it. I think that's where I'm at with this. It's, not The Walking Dead, but it's pretty good, and I like the fact that it's set up in, uh, you know, the zombies having it's the zombie first, you know, the first outbreak basically. Oh, so it's a spinoff. Yeah, it's a spinoff. It takes place in L.A. versus Atlanta, and it's the start of it. So people are living their lives, and then they're uh, occasionally encountering something, and people see them sick, and it's really cool and creepy in the fact that. Yeah, you just see news footage of like cops just shooting people in the head that seem to be doing nothing wrong. So then people start having riots and stuff like that, and it just kind of the outbreak is like how it happens and stuff. And then the city, of course, starts rioting just because that's what people do for you know, just because there's a reason to do it. And um, in Los Angeles, I don't believe. Yeah. (laughs) So here's a question. Since we've all in this society, especially in America, have been saturated with all these zombie films and everything, if a zombie outbreak actually did happen, heaven forbid, uh, would people react like they do in Fear of the Walking Dead? So, no. Oh, that cop just shot somebody in the face. Whoa, wait a minute. Maybe it was a zombie. No, it's it's hilarious that you mentioned that. I was actually uh, talking to my friend after work today about that. Like... Yeah, and this, and this, they're still totally ignorant to the fact that such thing as zombie movies exist. So they're, no, you could be sick. Oh, I don't know what's wrong. Let's try to reason with it. Um, I think, honestly, guys, really, come on. Am I the only one? I think would be a hilarious movie (laughs) is that people are getting sick with some kind of, like, uh, uh, like a, what do you want to call it? Like something with their, um, neural senses or whatever so they kind of walked fucked up and people they're not just going to shoot them in the head because they're just <laughs> brain with zombie movies 
Like they're kind of, you know, they're, I, I don't, what am I, you know what I'm talking about? They're, they're walking all I'm, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm sure jaws are hanging. I'm sure there's some dude like, uh, in the, that lives in the middle of the woods in his survival shack, you know, who, who's fantasizing A, about the government trying to come take him. Of course. But then B, the zombies coming. So, so I'm sure, I'm sure there are people out there that, that really want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Not right. necessarily, doesn't necessarily answer your question, but, uh. I do not want that to happen. Cause I have baggage to carry now, man. That's true. <laughs> Jeebus H. No. But yeah, I think honestly, if, if something like that happened, it would just, there'd be people be sh- more innocent people than zombies would be shot in the face. That's all I gotta say. It would yeah, be just like, you killed the zombie that. Flanders! <laughs> he was a zombie. That's always the, isn't that like the general message on all these movies is that man is the real monster? Yeah. Like, like yeah, the zombies are definitely monsters, <laughs> but people are like super shitty to each other mm-hmm. even after that, you know, they, they need to survive. If everybody right. followed Gandhi's teachings, we wouldn't be having this problem. No, no, definitely. And the zombie movie <laughs> starting from the very beginning, right? As a race thing, and they they shoot the guy at the end. But like, this would just be just because everyone's so ingrained with these, they would just start shooting people, even if they weren't being dicks about it. They would just assume that it's a zombie, right? Would... <laughs> well, I know, like that whole that whole thing that 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 clever people came up with years ago about going to Costco. That's right out the window. Like everybody, yeah, everybody's everybody heard that one now. That yeah. Now. So no going to Costco. Now we just All right, so we got to come up with a new hiding place. Where would we go? Spartan final. So a lot of this depends on like what kind of zombies we're dealing with here. <laughs> Are we talking Dawn of the Dead zombies where they're running fast? In which case we're just fucked. It doesn't matter. Yep. You might as well just find some place to like <laughs> stock, stock with booze and, and porn and just wait it out. Mm-hmm. No, zombies don't run fast. Any movie with zombie running fast is stupid. Yeah, because it's Except rigor, for Dawn of the rigor mortis. Dead. I know. Dawn of the Dead remakes an exception. But the original, they didn't run fast, so we'll stick with the original. Um, Anywhere upstairs. So, if they have just one set of stairs leading to upstairs where all the safe people are, then you just kick them down all day. So, in theory, you'd want to go someplace really cold if it was if it's that time of the year, anyways. Uh, that too, but according to the zombie survival guide, come springtime when the thaw, it's a little bit dangerous. So you got to watch out. Right, but I mean, it would give you a chance to regroup. That's true. You could build shelters. It could, it could really like, slow them down. Yeah. 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 So. North Pole, everybody. North South Pole. Yeah, you want to head up to like North Dakota or something. Alaska uh, or an island. No, because remember. Oh wait, we're not talking about the remake. Never mind. No, I know what you were going to say, but that 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 was dumb. Yeah, and I an island actually that was kind of I did like it. <laughs> an island could be good if you kept the population from getting infected for the most part. Yeah. And so. all right, another nitpicking. I think maybe we've talked about this before, but. How come in these movies? Well, I'll just pick on uh, the show Walking Dead. No one freaking rides a bike. Yeah, that is straight out of the zombie survival guide. Dude, <laughs> just ride a bike. It doesn't make noise. It's very efficient, and you're in and out like real quick. Yeah, they're always searching for cars and vehicles, and they're walking everywhere. It's like That's there's got to be a million bikes. That's true. A bike. And the cool thing about the bike is like, oh, there's a bunch of debris. I can't ride over it. I'll just pick up the bike and go around it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, a bike would be handy. It is the most efficient, safest way to travel in a zo- during a zombie apocalypse. Shame yeah. on you, Walking Dead. You should have figured this out. Everybody, go pick up the zombie survival guide and read it. Just be prepared. 
just be prepared. I'm yeah. just here to help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Get that magical flute. <laughs> so yeah, Fear the Walking Dead, pretty good. I think I have to watch two more episodes. I think there's only one more episode left. It's a really short season. Um, and then Gotham has started back up, and oh my god, <laughs> is, that, is that any better? No, and I don't know why I keep watching it. <laughs> Freaking. Right, this is a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler. Goddamn, little Bruce Wayne cannot figure out the password that his dad left on something. And the password is Bruce. This is the goddamn smartest detective in the world. Can't figure out the password is Bruce. That's pretty, that's a pretty shitty password, by the way. Oh, was it, was it like, did alternate caps? Was like the C and E? No, it was like a numpad. It was like a phone pad. Uh, no one's going to figure out that's the name of my son. My only son. Yeah. Well, anyone could have figured it out except for Batman. I know he's still a kid, but come on. Yeah, he would have had his smarts by then. Or at least the beginning of his smarts. Pretty terrible. His combination wasn't 1-3? Yeah. I know. Beep, boop. It's so, bad. Qu- question for you, Jeff. Yeah. So, I, every time I watch a commercial, like, nothing about it interests me except for, uh, Marina Baccarin. How, how much of the show am I gonna have to watch to see her in it? Who's that, the girl from Firefly? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she's not a pivotal character. She's, well, halfway through season one, she be, kind of enters it, and she's becomes Gordon's. She's Gordon's girlfriend, and then she's in it so far this season. Okay. And apparently, they're like uh, boning in real life now. Way to go, Gordon! Yeah. Mm. So I heard they got it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she gave me a signal. <laughs> so it's not worth watching for her, Scott. She's not in it enough okay. to. Um, Alright. To justify it. It's, yeah. I don't know why I keep watching. I really don't. Maybe just cause it has Gotham in it. I, I, I saw, I saw, um, cause it's on Netflix now, the first season. I, uh, I skipped that one scene that you had mentioned, Jeff, uh, with Bruce where he, he has the problems with the bully. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Does he ninja oh, yeah, kick him? Alfred makes him kick his ass? Yeah. Oh, that was a fun scene. <laughs> I like the guy, yeah. I like the guy playing Alfred. He seems good. Yeah. He's pretty good, but at least like I said, there's moments. I think that's why I do keep watching it. There are moments, but uh, it's there's so many times I do that. Uh, when I'm watching it, but and then the guy playing the penguin looks like he wants to play tummy sticks. Yeah, <laughs> he sure does. And he's actually one of the better characters on it because some of these like what's her face, Jada Pinkett Smith's terrible in the first season. The girl who's playing Barbara, well, she's playing Barbara Gordon, but she's not, oh, she's not playing Barbara Gordon, sorry. She's playing Barbara something, who's Gordon's original girlfriend, wife, but is not Batgirl or Oracle, and now she's just some stupid bitch who <laughs> is in jail, and she all of a sudden she's tough. In the first season, she's just a drunk little bridge girl. Now she's the king of the prison, and she's best friends with some guy who's trying to be the Joker, maybe. I don't know. It's freaking... Ugh. And then I saw who was the girl that's supposed to become Catwoman. And she seemed pretty annoying. Kelly Berry's in this? 
Yeah, it was a good get. <laughs> that girl, yeah, she comes in and out. She's more involved. She comes at some plot point. She's really into it, and other times you don't see her for a while. It's it's kind of weird because like how she's like what late teens. Early yeah, 20s? she's supposed to be about Bruce Wayne's age. Okay, well that sounds bad. Yeah, everyone's like the so the, the penguin's older, which obviously he's always been older. Um, Gordon's obviously older. Um, so this guy, they're trying to be the, I don't know, his name is Jerome and he laughs and has the grin of the Joker, but they haven't called him that yet. I mean, he's already seems like he'd be too old to really be, you know, you sure do joke a lot. (laughs) Yeah. He seems like he'd be too old to be the Joker when Batman's Batman. So I'm not really sure what they're doing with this guy. Yeah. The chemicals keep him young. (laughs) So. Anyway, I, I'm not recommending it, but I'm still watching it. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, Scott. So, picture found its way to me today from the set of the latest Resident Evil movie. The, the mm. Mila Jovovich and Ali Larger Instagramming together. Count so me this, out. So this would be the sixth movie, right? By the time... This movie comes out, and I think it's Resident Evil. I, I don't fucking care. It's <laughs> Resident Evil, whatever. Uh, this this movie, the the franchise, will worldwide will have grossed over a billion dollars. I believe it. Jeez. After the they're already they're already over the nine hundred million mark, and it's only going up. If you just make enough movies in a series, you're gonna make your money back. Well, I mean, it makes it does it does okay domestically. Like, the first four movies didn't do great domestically, but then, you know, overseas, overseas. carried them. Um, the last movie actually had a pretty decent, uh, domestic, and now, yeah, <laughs> now they got this, I don't know if it'll be the last one or not. Um, pretty much, like, Sony has no properties. I, I saw this pie chart the other day of where all the money goes, uh, for all these, for all these big movies. It's pretty much between Disney and, um, Whoever's doing the, uh, uh, was it Universal? Universal? Yeah, because they, they did, like, Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was just between the two of them. They're making all, they're making over, over, well over 50% of the money. And it's just small slices for everybody else. I'm pretty sure Resident Evil is, like, the only thing that Sony has that's really making money anymore. I guess Spider Man? Yeah, but even now that's kind of shared, right? Yeah, that's it's gonna be shared. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so, and this James is, Bond is gonna be their last one, supposedly. Their contract runs out. Okay. So that'll they'll make money off of Spectre, but then after that, yeah. they're I don't know how it works. Like they they have the rights for now, but they have to renew it, or it's gonna go somewhere else. Uh, I hope it doesn't go back to MGM. I don't need another Never Say Never again. It's the same thing. No, that movie was ass. No, but I'm saying Sony is MGM. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. They own it. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> pretty, so, I'm pretty sure about that. So yeah, just bringing it up. So that movie will be out sometime. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I, I guess that'll be a, a summer movie next year. Uh, Blackbuster. Spectre. Uh, but you said that's going to be number six? Yeah. Can you believe that that, that movie's... 
Sorry, Which is the one she drives the motorcycle through the window? That's too? number two. Yeah, it's the last really, one. Really, I could I could spend a whole episode talking about that one sequence, <laughs> the whole church sequence from beginning to end. Well, that could be your movie for next week. Yeah. Your topic. Oh, it's <laughs> not. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Can I, I just? I, I think mostly I just want to talk about this because it was they're on their sixth movie. They made six of these things. And I've seen two. Yeah, I've seen all of them. I've seen one. Ugh, that says a lot about you. Yeah. It does. It does I don't say feel a lot bad about, about watching you're Gotham. Like, yeah, you're like Jeff with Gotham. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Like, I don't know why I watched the last couple. To be quite honest, I know why you watch it. I like Mila Jones. You love her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl that plays uh, Jill, Sienna Guillory. Uh, anyways, so mm-hmm. Resident Evil. A uh, couple. Of reviews. The first episode of Agents of Shield of the new season started. Um, I think Jeff, you you tried to watch a few, anyways. I don't know if you got through any. I got through half of one episode. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> give it a fair chance. Yes, yeah, so. I should go back and watch it. I haven't. So it looks like they've they've upped the the scale of everything. Uh, for better or worse, we'll see. Um, in the first episode, they're already making references to the Marvel Universe, like stuff that's happened in previous movies. Mm-hmm. So over the break, <laughs> since they had yeah. the season finale. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's started off on a fairly strong note, I thought. Uh, Chloe Bennett is ridiculous. Bennett! Bennett. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. And then I, a movie review, I watched Tomorrowland. Have either one of you seen it? No, but my dad loves that movie. Really? I have not seen it, but I've heard very mixed reviews. People love it or they hate it. Yep. I thought it was okay. It's All a right. Brad Bird joint, right? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it had some had some really cool ideas. Brad I Bird. thought. <laughs> some, <laughs> some, some, some really cool ideas. Uh, um, some cool themes to it. Um, it it's weird that they basically tied this around Clooney. If you think about it, Clooney's not a blockbuster tentpole actor. Not I mean, really. Like, outside of Gravity, like, has he made a movie like that? That's just the big, bombastic, whatever. Peacemaker. Batman and Robin. Yeah, we guess Peacemaker and Batman and Robin. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Both those movies did horribly, and those were years and years and years ago. I mean, but yeah, Clooney. Clooney's, I mean, I don't have a problem. Clooney's okay with it. He's, he's good in this, I guess. Um, it does have Hugh Laurie, uh, who has a sizable role. And I'm a big fan of his, so that was, was fun seeing him hmm. chew up some scenery on screen. Do the, uh, Oceans movies count? The, those are the only ones that really, I guess, would be bankable. Yeah. But those were making, like, you know, like Avengers type money or Jurassic Park type money, you know. So they did, they did alright, though. But they also had Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. Yeah, they had the huge cast. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, and yeah, Gravity made a billion dollars, but he was small. But he was barely in it, so it yeah, didn't even count. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this, and the other scene he was in, he was a ghost. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoilers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Space ghost. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. Girl from the net with the movie about the bus. <laughs> If uh, 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 the 
Maybe I wasn't <laughs> looking hard enough, but there wasn't a whole lot of Disneyland references. Um, so you I don't see me selling balloons. I did, <laughs> and then and then this like little Ewok came out and tried to stab you. It was really weird. But was uh, Space Mountain anywhere? No, they what? so they, they had they had uh, they had some things that looked like Space Mountain. Uh, they had like a monorails. Uh, but other than that, I, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. Which people I don't really people like. movie? I had a tram. I don't think that counts, really. People making Rockets spinning in circles. They did. They definitely had It's a Small World. <laughs> which, which was, which may or may not, like, so they're, spoilers, the beginning of the movie, they're at the World's Fair in like 1964. Oh. And they, they had the It's a Small World exhibit when they were in the boats. I have no idea if that's a real thing or not. I don't, see what, I don't see if it could, could because it, well, it would have been in New York. It's a small world's from the World's Fair. Okay, then yeah, then that's the, awesome. Yeah, and so they had the, the thing, and they probably actually filmed the <laughs> one of the ones from Disneyland. Why don't we have any more World's Fairs? Internet. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Wait, go on. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Back to Space Mountain. So Disney's making. Movies out of all their rides. Why don't they make a Space Mountain movie? What the hell's up with this mountain and these floating cookies and shit? And I Halloween, want answers. <laughs> Halloween, there's a Space Ghost. Coast to coast. Yeah. There's a Space Ghost. It's scary. Coast to coast. There could be a freaking, I think it could be, a, could be a cool little movie. I think the problem with Space Mountain is that just intrinsically, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's... why are you in space and in a mountain? <laughs> Those are the questions I want answered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, escape to space man. Yeah, I guess you're you're the audience. <laughs> Why is David Putty telling me to wear my seatbelt? I want answers. <laughs> it used to be Mario Lopez. I know what happened. You're right. He's I, I, I really like that. Full one. Jerry Curl mm-hmm. and FedEx. <laughs> when that ride was sponsored by FedEx, I don't know if Yep. Disney Disney was on hard times. M and M's and Energizer. Yep. For- Sponsoring Star Tours yep, and they, they I heard a rumor. I hope it's not true that they're gonna ch- when they do this whole Star Wars thing, they're gonna call it Hyperspace Mountain and for a limited time. So you heard this too? Yeah, I've heard some rumblings where I th- they're gonna convert part of Tomorrowland into like Star Wars themed uh, places, but it's only for the release of the movie. It's not gonna be permanent. So it's gonna okay. be like when the Simpsons movie came out. And they, they turn like eight seven elevens into quickie marts for a day. <laughs> yeah. Alright. As long as it's not permanent and they do it like they do for like he said, Ghost Mountain or whatever, but I want Star Wars Land, but don't fuck with Space Mountain. I fucking love that right mm-hmm. Also a little aside here, Matterhorn is legit now. The the abominable snowman is scary as fuck. You said this last week, Alex. Oh, I did. Sorry. Did. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is worth reiterating. <laughs> you tell us there was a wampa on it now. <laughs> I've I've heard parking's really good at the structure now, Jeff. You should go. <laughs> well, we'll have to before the end of the year. Yeah. I was actually talking. This is well. This is this is a conversation that people want to hear. Talking with Annie, we gotta set one up. We gotta do another holiday or holiday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Adult trip to Disneyland. <laughs> I'm in. Let's do it. I'm definitely in. Scott's gonna get nauseous, but it's gonna be great. It is. Are we gonna meet at Twin Lakes? <laughs> Take the tunnel there? <laughs> yeah, 
I don't want to pay to get into Disneyland. <laughs> I think you know some people. <laughs> uh, All right. Is that it? Uh, yeah. All right. So Alex. Uh, speaking of theme parks, a Santa Clara-based uh, theme park, California's Great America, is opening a Mass Effect ride. When? From the video game Mass Effect. It's due out in 2016. I'm going. Oh, yeah. And this is just like a shitty roller coaster. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, well, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> the description is, it'll take you to a distant planet and fight larger-than-life foes through a blend of 3D and 4D. Does the ride allow you to make decisions, but no matter what you say, you still do the same thing? <laughs> Whoa! Says Jeff, who's not played any of those games. Mm-hmm. I have played the game. That's why I stopped playing it, because it didn't seem to matter. <laughs> no, I don't want to help you on your adventure. Well, too bad. Come help me in my adventure. Well, yeah. if you said the wrong thing, you wouldn't get laid. That's oh. true. There were consequences, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, man. Tough consequences. <laughs> uh, and but yeah, I've that, never heard of this. Could... California's Great America. What is that? I've never heard of that. You're like Great America is like a chain, isn't it? Hmm. In Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Uh, Six Flags. Yeah. Oh, really? My, yeah. yeah. Cool. I think. It's so that's what outside of San Francisco. Yeah, I've been to Santa Clara before. I don't remember. It's long. Long it's way where away. the new um, 49er Stadium is. Isn't that Santa Clara? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't follow baseball. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> uh, and also, can, can we stop, please, with the 4D thing? <laughs> Never. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, it is. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna sprinkle water on you. The fourth dimension. Oh, we're gonna, we're going to turn a fan on you for a second. Mm-hmm. The fourth dimension. Isn't 4D time? I I guess. The fourth dimension time or... Tec- yeah, technically no. everything's 4D then. Yeah. Wait, what? Isn't, wasn't there one video game that made use of 4D in order to solve puzzles? Ah, eh, forget it. It has some repressive tech. But anyways. I think 4D has to do with the bookcase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Your stellar joke. Mm-hmm. All right, anything else? <laughs> uh, no little words. I yeah. can't see it. I don't know. For once, I have a couple of reviews here for all you fellas that have wives and girlfriends and want to watch a show together. Uh, I saw the first season of Revenge on Netflix. It's okay. No, it's not. It's got a. It's got a. Cut you off right now, Alex. You can just go on to the next thing. Did you see it? I saw like two episodes. It was horrible. There you go. That's why you watch it with your wife or girlfriend. It's got so, a, a little okay. bit of the uh, kind of Monte Cristo vibe, and at first it seems like it's going to be like a villain of the week type of thing, but then you get for, you get thrown for a loop. So here's here's the problem I had with it after two episodes. Uh-huh. Tired of the show is revenge. The main character's out for revenge, but she never really does anything that's actually that revengey. That is true. She does not kill anybody. Because here's the thing: like, oh well. They still want the audience to sympathize with her, so they can have her going around killing people. Yeah, I was like, we fucking know that 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 works. Like Dexter killed a shitload of people, <laughs> and people love him. So if you do it right, you can get away with it. Yeah, it's ABC. What are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah. yeah, it's not payback, people. If you want payback, go watch Payback. Mel Gibson. Uh, the other show that we are currently watching is uh, Madam Secretary, which is surprisingly good. 
Madame Secretary. It is uh, House of Cards Light. Because... Didn't, get, didn't that already get canceled? <laughs> really? <laughs> I think they had one season right. Oh, that's a shame. It's a Tay Leone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was kind of enjoying that show. I think show. I saw an episode and it was okay. My main problem was that every episode, everything gets wrapped up nicely at the end, just like a sitcom. And it, it kind of doesn't work with, you know, dramas and political shows and stuff. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I always enjoy Tim Daly and stuff, so he played the Does husband. it end with Doogie Howser typing on his keyboard? <laughs> and Vinny comes in through the window and says something and then... Hey, Doog! <laughs> I think my my main reason for watching that show is it's got um, what's uh, Big Red's name? Something Hendricks. Christina. Christina. Christina Hendricks. Her husband is in that show, and he's hilarious. That's the guy from Super Troopers, right? Yeah, the guy that eats all the bags of pot. Call Guinness. So, I was mushrooms. Yeah, pot and mushrooms. Oh. And uh, yeah, go watch that show just for that guy. Okay. With your wife or girlfriend. Alright. Isn't like... Isn't The West Wing on Netflix? Yes, it is. Yeah. (laughs) You'll be watching that instead. I will now that (laughs) Meta Secretary is cancelled. I think... So... (sighs) My damn secretary. (laughs) My damn secretary. Let me double check this. Madam secretary. Well, Scott's looking that up. I forgot one thing. They've been showing trailers and commercials for the new X-Files. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That means I watch that. Watch those. Does it Mulder take and Scully are back. Does it take off for the last movie left off? No, I hope they don't reference the last movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> they but just go back, the- go back to the bees of the original movie? <laughs> from the commercial I saw at least Mulder, Scully, and um, Super- Skinner. Yes. Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. I don't even... <laughs> forgot his title. But... Awesome. What about, was it The Lone Gunman? Yeah. I think they died, didn't they? No. Like in the Did... show when they had their own spinoff? Did no? they die? Is that how they finished it when they got canceled? Maybe. I'm. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, but, okay, just to back up real quick. I give you The Madam Secretary was not canceled. Oh, okay. Started... Cool. I thought it was canceled because... It's mentioned in the same breath as NCIS, New Orleans, and Scorpion. <laughs> oh, this headline that I saw. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have they started NCIS Garden Grove yet? They should. Sadio. I like what I like about the shows. Is apparently, you do not have to be like you. Do, you don't have to have any kind of military service to actually work for the Navy. You just go do this. Mm-hmm. I we I could go work for NCIS apparently, with no background in anything. You sure can. Just saying. If All Chris right. Chris O'Donnell and LL Cool J can do it. Okay. Top it's five. Done. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Top five. So now we're gonna talk on the march to Star Wars Force Awakens. 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 So, as we did last week, we're going to have to do another top five list having to do with Star Wars. Alex, this is your list, so take us through it. Uh, top five of your favorite puppets in the Star Wars sixthology. Alright, I have a quick question. Uh-huh. Is it your favorite puppets or favorite characters that were puppets? Uh, both. Let's say both. Okay, that's kind of what I did. Alright. Mm-hmm. 
So you want to run the order? You want me to do the order? Uh, number five. Me. Uh, I'm going to say... Good start. Yep. <laughs> what is uh, it? My number five is uh, the Rancor. <laughs> Which is a pretty awesome miniature puppet. Some good uh, good camera trickery in there. Just make them seem super big. And it was is always... it a puppet or is it stop motion? I guess you said either doesn't matter. It was both, I think. No, it was a little bit of both, but mostly puppet. Okay. And you also had the big puppet hand that lifts up Luke. Uh, he puts the bone in his mouth. Yeah, that's one not, of those special not a euphemism. That... It's a literal bone in his mouth. <laughs> does, 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 the, does the guy who's his handler count as a puppet? <laughs> no. Oh. That guy's awesome. <laughs> so sad. Oh, yeah, Malocally? It is, it What's is... his name? Malocally or something? Yeah. I think I just, it is. Yeah. I was going to say, that special effect of the hand putting him toward his mouth is one of the ones that does not hold up. Even in the special editions. No, that's, that's true. <laughs> Terrible. But oh, when he gets crushed by the door and he lets out that dying dog whimper, that is just, oh, that is the saddest thing. Oh, that's some Master Blaster stuff there. Yeah, seriously. Like, oh, that poor Ranker. I mean, Rancor. <laughs> Ranker. But yeah, that's my number number five. Nice. Jeff. All right, my number five is probably the worst puppet, like as far as anyone could have made this, but I like it just because the scene, and it's the space slug slash exogorf from Empire Strikes Back, which was literally just a hand in a big sock trying to catch <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> but I like I like it because it is so. That's what it is, and they weren't even trying to hide it yet. It was still cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. It's in I the think Lego more movies. the setup and everything, and um, and the fact that it, that's literally what it was. You <laughs> some guy with some might as well have been a sock puppet, brown uh, sock with an eye. This is no cave. And yeah, did you know it was an exogorf? That's the name. Uh, I did not know that. Did that did that not lead to a joke? Well, jokes and tons of things, but most recently in the Lego movie. Yeah, I just said that. <laughs> I didn't hear you. <laughs> Where they stole the hyperdrive from the Manilian Falcon, and then land, you hear Lando go, Punch it, Chewie, hit the hyperdrive! And they yep. don't have it, and then he jumps yep. down on it. Yep. Awesome. It's funny. Nice. Scott. Scott. Hey, my number five. Uh, <laughs> similar to the last list. Got one on here just because of Alex. Uh, Salacious Crumb. <laughs> Gets me every time. Super little puppet, super little character, I should say. Super annoying. Uh, just basically there to give C3PO grief, I guess. <laughs> and to just be like an evil little henchman. And then, uh, and then Alex does the impression. Uh, so yeah. Salacious Crumb, the, uh, the pet that Jabba has. So he might be the worst puppet. Yeah, he's bad. I'm just saying, because of Alex. I know what you're saying. It's funny. We make fun of it. But like that, he just sits there. I mean, it's worse than anything on The Muppet Show. He's just sitting there and just, yeah. He jumps up in the air. Yeah, and he just, they just hung him there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Wait, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, as a kid, I loved him and his voice and his laugh is, is obviously awesome. But 
like as far as like technical achievements, he's got to be like <laughs> behind the one I picked. He's got to be right there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's good. Mm-hmm. No, I even. Mm-hmm. And number four, Alex. Salacious Chrome. Enough <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> said. <laughs> Um, mine is Neom Noob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a puppet. He's a guy in he a is. suit. No, in the Millennium Falcon, he's a puppet. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, only I think when he's walking around in like the indoor scene or in the battle, in the like plan meeting or whatever. But in the Millennium Falcon, he's a puppet. Oh, okay. Gonna have to bleep most of this out, but cool. Yeah, I think that's why he didn't know he's a puppet. He's got his the stupid look on his face and the whole But we gotta get some kind of reading up or down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and a rumor I heard that he is gonna be in the, in the new the new movie. Yes. We can only hope. Oh yeah. I don't think Lando is for some reason. They haven't heard anything about Billy Williams, but I heard nine um so there you go. Jeff. Jeff. Don't worry about Billy D. Yeah. You gots to give him more time. <laughs> Strong. Nice, Scott. It's All nice. right, Scott. Uh, my number four is actually just what Jeff said. <laughs> oh, nice. You knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Alex. Uh, number three? Yep. Minox. Yep. Those guys always give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, they're kind of parasites, if you, if you think about it, which is... He's got the milky mouths that suck on the glass. Ugh. Chewing on pyro- power cables? What the hell is that? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was probably one of the few things that would scare scared me when I watched Star Wars back in the day. Would be the Minox. I'd agree with that. Oh, so cool. I, I mean, them, but they're so cool. Like some of like the practical effects are pretty terrible. Like I'm sure when they they're brushing over Chewbacca, just a guy with a big piece of material just flapping it or whatever. But the, but, the it's probably like a fishing line with a fishing yeah. hook on top of the rafters, just ooh, back and forth. Ooh. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some Edward stuff going on with the <laughs> the minor. But I believe that I bought it. Yeah. Like flying leeches, those things. Yeah. And as someone I've heard mentioned before, that's the only scene in all of Star Wars where they worry about some kind of breathing apparatus for the actors. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Alright. Well, they use so the my number th- the rest of the time. Yeah. My number three, I don't even know what his name is, and it's more what it symbolizes. It's the very first alien that pops his head up in the cantina, so- in the cantina scene. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, You'll never find a more Richard Hive of scum and villainy. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the cantina scene, and the music goes, and this one alien head just pops uh, up from the bottom, yeah, yeah. looks left, looks right, and then it cuts somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. But and that kind of like that's that's the first time you saw aliens in the cantina, and what Star Wars is really all about. It's more the symbolism of it than anything. But it's it's so. It's all that. What's one of those things that's always ingrained in my memory? Just that first alien head, like popping up, looking left or right, and just like, that's it. And I don't know. I don't even know his name. I don't even know what. Oh, somebody called my name. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta figure out his name, but that's the guy I have in number, as number three. 
Scott. Okay. Number three is, uh, and again, I talked a little, talked a little bit about this with you guys. It's a little bit cheating, but uh, Admiral Akbar. Uh, the animatronics on the the face. Nice. Uh, I always loved the character, it, and even before he became a meme, the <laughs> Arthur Drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, that was cool. It was pretty much the only non-human that really has any authority besides Jabba in the entire series. Yoda. Well, it's Yoda, yeah. Well, I mean, in the, the original three. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah what like, constitutes an alien? Like, if you're uh, born on Tatooine and you go to Corellia, you're still a human. Are you an alien? Well, it depends. Are you, are you there legally? Do you have a green card? Yeah. <laughs> Space passport. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Number three, Admiral Akbar. Nice. Nice. Alex. Number two, Snice Noodles. <laughs> non CGI Snice Noodles. Two chow 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 chow. The one that had like the string attached to the microphone and her lips. Yep. Because there was a guy at the bottom like lifting up poles and stuff to make her dance. It's crazy. I, I saw the behind the scenes on Snice Noodles. It's awesome. That's an awesome yeah. puppet. I remember seeing that too. She's still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> Stupid but I'll take the Ugh. puppet over the CG version any day. God damn. Kissing the screen. Kiss my ass. Whoa. Yeah. That's right. He said it. I did. It's nice noodles. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Jeff. All right. Well, my last two are pretty uh, pretty obvious ones. My number two is Jabba the Hutt. Per, uh, main big character, pretty impressive, and there's like six different people in there, plus remote controls and all that stuff. Yeah, I still think that puppet in Return of the Jedi looks better than any of the digital versions they did in the prequels um, or special editions. Um, yeah, just just really cool. Like as a kid, he was scary enough, but not terrifying, and he was believable. And just the little him eating the frog or whatever that little thing was, and um, his, the way his eyes, his tongue, his tail, his little arms. Yeah. Uh, that definitely, definitely, probably won't, yeah. I mean, it's number two here, but it'll be number two of any other puppet in any other movie I can think of as well. So, <laughs> yep, that's my number two. Scott. Uh, also Jabba. Uh, pretty, pretty much what Jeff said. And we say this for a larger conversation, another point, but. How how did Jabba's race of people come into power when they could barely move? Well, they're very Mind. cerebral. I mean, mind tricks don't work on them. I guess. I guess they could be the brains of me in charge, but... Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. You know, uh, part, it... uh, let's save it for a larger conversation. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, Jabba's my number two. Hey, Scott. Yes. Leave Jabba Nobata. Yeah. <laughs> All right, numero uno, Alex. Uh, the little baby Ewok that hides in the basket. Oh, Jesus Christ. Nah, just kidding. It's Jabba. <laughs> of course it's Jabba. There's two dudes inside the suit plus an- another. Wasn't there like a little person in there working the tail? Wait, Alex. Yeah, there's more than two. I think I think there was like five people in there, but there definitely was a little dude doing the tail because Leia stepped on his head. 
<laughs> Wait, Alex, is this your number two or your number one? My number one. Okay. Jabba. Good night. Yeah, plus remote control, everything in the eyeballs, Whoa, everything, everybody working as a team. And didn't they have like a little TV inside of Jabba so the guys inside knew what the guys outside were doing too? I think I remember That's something like that. Pure fucking insanity. How they made that guy work. Ugh. Yeah. Though the whole little dude in the tail, I remember it's like, it's on one of the bonus features or whatever, where when Princess Leia jumps over him to start strangling him, she steps on him and she had like her stripper heels on and she just stepped on a midget's head with her heels. <laughs> Ow, my head. <laughs> All of a sudden she stepped and you hear this little dude scream in there. So they had to like build like a little foam padding for his head so she can step on him without killing the poor little guy. <laughs> They wouldn't even give me a helmet, just foam. <laughs> I made it the foam part. I don't know what they gave him, but they, they, they didn't do much to help him out. Uh, poor guy. Job's good. All right, my number one is going to be pretty obvious is Yoda. Um, my O-D-A, Yoda. Just he's kind of one of those things where he became the first pivotal character in these movies to not be a human or a human in a costume. Phantom Menace? Uh, no, not Phantom <laughs> Empire and Jedi. <laughs> um, especially just Empire. You, the first time you meet him, and I've heard Lucas say in interviews before. I mean, that had that was so important that all of a sudden it wasn't Kermit the Frog, right? Like it had to be believable. And mm-hmm. and for me, it was as a kid. Like I never even thought it was like we talked about before how Labyrinth for me just it was always puppets. Yoda. I know it's a different story and everything, but Yoda was Yoda. He wasn't a puppet, and they did that really well. Mine, mine, mine. That's. I think that's why it was so disappointing when like Phantom Menace came out, and it was just so awful. I mean, it's like twenty years or how many years it was between those movies, and they made him look worse. Yeah, they painted Hoggle green and gave him ears. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah. I don't know, but that original puppet, and you saw him walking, you saw him talking, emoting, crawling. <laughs> and maybe you didn't even see some of those things. Like, I think I even, I heard that, that scene where he's really far off in the distance and he's like, come, come. That's not even the puppet at that point. That's just a little dude in a suit and it's like forced perspective to make him look smaller <laughs> yeah. or something. It's just like all the little tricks. It's just it's awesome. And the voice, of course, and. The way his backwards speaking, everything about that made him an awesome character. Although he's a bitch for running away from the Emperor in Episode Three, so sorry about that. Lucas Scott, uh, Yoda's my number one as well. It's not Yaddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not that. Uh, and uh, you, you pretty much summed it up for me. I, I do want to elaborate more on the disappointment, though, in him in the in the prequels. I I was totally expecting just piles and piles of dead stormtroopers, and that that's not how it played out. Yeah, I know. Maybe it was just me. Uh, but but my favorite movie in watching the original trilogy, trilogy in the theaters, though, was uh, I think I, I went to a second showing of the second movie. Um, the Another fight with Dooku? Yeah, yeah. So the fight with Dooku. Right before Yoda walks in, some guy in the audience yells out, Fuck him up, Yoda! <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. Is that's, that's what I was, that's what we were all thinking. Yep. <laughs> Kick his ass, Yoda! And he didn't. 
Uh, I was so disappointed because there was a lot, yeah, a lot of hype about the Yoda fight and everything. You'll finally get to see him use the tiny, teeny tiny lightsaber. I'm like, oh, he's either so much one with the Force that he's going to fly around so fast that you can't see him, or he's just going to sit cross-legged and have his lightsaber float fight for him. And no, then you just see him jumping around like a goddamn monkey. It was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, that his fighting doesn't bother me that much. It's it's alright, but then he doesn't even yeah. beat Count Dooku. I mean, I guess, no, I, guess but... I, I guess it's a testament to the fact that like, he was one of the Jedi that survived, so... He was obviously, like, badass enough to to live. Yeah, I would say in the, in the prequels of not counting the first one and the Attack of the Clones and the other one, he did kind of live up a little bit, except with the fight with the Emperor. But, like, when they do order that, whatever that is, Order 66, and he senses it and kills the Stormtroopers instantly, or when he walks in to meet the Emperor for the first time and that there's the Royal Guards there and he just like just destroys them in half a second. That stuff was cool. Yeah. But him running away like a little bitch when the Emperor got a little, a little bit ahead and he fell down. That like, oh, wait for 18 years for the boy to come kill him. Like, come <laughs> on. failed I have. But I don't blame Yoda. I blame George Lucas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Hey, Yoda's fault. All right. Cool. That was fun. And that wraps up this episode. But Scott, you have to pick two things. What's our movie and what's our Star Wars topic? Okay. Uh, kind of keeping in line with the horror theme, although not directly. October. We will be talking about all-time classic, no matter the genre, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> they scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and All right. Then- and then for Star Wars, uh, going a little more general with this, your your favorite five lines from the from the original trilogy. There were no lions in Star Wars. I know. You'll just make up some. I have a bad feeling about this. There you go. That'll be on the list. All Should right. Be an easy list to make. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I bet Alex is going to be. Oh! Oh! Finish the phrase, blank bump.